Hey guys, this is Carrie Myers here with Gospel-Centered Purpose, Living Your Life by Design. And today we are going to talk a little bit about the future you hope for. So I'm going to read you a verse and it is in the message. It is Jeremiah 29 11. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Okay, you may have read that verse before. A little bit different version. I believe that NASB says, for I know the plans I have for you. Plans for, I can't even remember, but it's hope, future, prosper. All those words are in there um, to give you a hope and a future. And so this verse in the message says the future you hope for. So let's talk about that. The future you hope for. What does this look like for you? Let's think about that for a second. What do we really hope for in our future? You know, when I was young and just dreamy, I was a daydreamer. Everything was so dreamy. You know, the man on the horse, their knight in shining armor coming to swoop you off to live in the house with the white picket fence and you were just going to live happily ever after. And then you grow up and you realize that that's really not reality. Um, Life is hard and things happen. Um, But another problem we have is we don't even know what hope we're looking for because left to our own navigation system, we will always draw, be drawn to things that promote self. Everything, you know, I, even everything I just said about the knight in shining armor and the home with the big events was about me and my contentment and satisfaction. And if we look back in the Garden of Eden, um, you know, well, what happened? They ate for the fruit that they were not supposed to eat of because they wanted to be like God. That's what it says in Genesis. Satan is tempting them to be like God. And so that's why they, they took the fruit. Um, and then they had Cain and Abel, and there was jealousy that turned into murder because Cain was jealous of Abel. You know, God regarded Abel's offering. He did not regard Cain's offering. And so there was jealousy that was welling up within him because he wanted to be known. He wanted to be the one that was the favored one and the regarded one. So what did he do? He, he murdered his brother. And then we see in Noah in the Ark, it says that every intentions of man's heart was evil. So there wasn't even anybody in Noah's time that was seeking the Lord other than Noah. Um, and then we see in the Tower of Babel, they disregarded God and wanted to make a name for themselves. So they wanted to make this tower that could reach the heavens. Everything was about self and self-promotion and making a name for self. What's the future you hope for? Is that the kind of future you're hoping for is where you would be known um, for something great? You would be regarded that you would make a name for yourself, that you could be like God? You know, we probably would say no, but if we really, really thought about it, then we might 
confess that like, yes, I want to be regarded. I want to be known for something. Everybody wants to be known. Um, but at my age and at this stage of the game, you know what I hope for? A life that is more than this. A life where I make the second half of my life just really count, making a difference in other people's lives. A life that doesn't try to accumulate more stuff, but accumulate experiences. A life of freedom from all my self, what do you call it? Just things I want for self and self-expectations. That's what it is. Expecting myself, talking about me, putting an expectation on myself to be something. To make something of myself. I want to be free from that. That's really what I hope for. Um, And ultimately, I just long for a future with my creator. I do. I long for a future with my creator and those he has created. Those I love. Those I've invested in. um, You know, really, in this second half of my life. And why I say second half, I know it will be surprising but I am 47 years old and I hope I live to be, what is that, 94? I pray I do. Sometimes I pray I don't because I'm just ready for Jesus to come. I'm not going to lie. Uh, life is hard sometimes. But I do pray for a healthy, long life that I can make a difference and invest in the kingdom for God. And, you know, left to our own devices, we will not do that. And we see just through history. History proves that as we look in the Bible and then even as we look at other people's lives. I mean, even look at um, what's the most recent, the name Epstein, the guy that got arrested and then he eventually committed suicide. But he, he was doing some pretty bad stuff, but he had everything at his fingertips. He, he could have just really done amazing things. And instead, he was so uh, focused on himself. The arrows were pointing inwards. It was all about him. Um, he had no regard for other people. No regard whatsoever. And he made a mess of things. But that's what we will do. We will make a mess of things. But that's not what we're called to do. We are called to be image bearers and to produce image bearers and to make the world a better place. We are to create order out of chaos. Do we do that or do we just create more chaos with the expectations we put on people, with the expectations we put on ourselves? But what we're called to do is to create order. And so, um, you know, is that the future that you hope for, is to create order out of chaos? And the only way that we can create order is through the power of the Holy Spirit, having the Spirit within us and relying on um, that power, relying on God. And he's the one that has the good works that he's prepared for us to do, that we would walk in them so that the body of Christ would be built up. Each one doing our part, it builds the body in love. So what we have to figure out is, What are we equipped to do? God has equipped us. He doesn't equip um, the called. He calls the equipped. I heard that said before. I did not come up with that. But it is so true. 
He does not call the equipped. He equips the called. He calls you to something and he equips you to do it. And he is equipping you and he's using you and will use you. We just have to surrender, just surrender to him. Not make it about ourselves. Not make it about making a name for ourselves. But making a name for him. Making his name known. And the way that we do that is reflecting back his character to the world. And so we have to know his character. How do you get to know his character? How do you get to know who he is? Know his every thought, mood, personality. It's the same way you get to know somebody else. You have to spend time. And so my encouragement to you is to dig into the word. Dig into the word and know more about his character, his mercy, his compassion, his judgment, his love, his authority, his wisdom. His he's infinite. He's eternal. Do you know that he experiences past, present, and future simultaneously? He is the only one that can do that. Do you know that he has the power to raise the dead to life? Raise up dry bones. He wants to bring life to you. He brings spiritual life. And so I pray that we would desire that, that that would be the future that we would hope for is that we would be full of life. The life the way God intended it to be, being image bearers and producing image bearers and making the world a better place, um, creating order out of chaos. So my prayer is that for you, that we would look around and see where God is using us, where he's equipped us um, and is equipping us to to reach out to those that he's placed in our path. And so I want to encourage you in that. Look around, open your eyes, see where God has you. And know, know this. We're going to read it again, Jeremiah 29, 11. This is from the message. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. He will not abandon you in this. What he calls you to, he will see it through. He will be with you. He's a God who's with us. He's a God who sees. There's so much we can learn about who he is. And so I want to encourage you to just dig into the word. Go to the resources that are on um, simplesavvylife.com. Savvy is spelled S-A-V-V-Y. Did not know that for the longest time. Um, I thought it had one V, but it actually has two. Simplesavvylife.com. You can find resources there. If you don't know how to start start there. Um, There's a Facebook group too that you can um, join if you want to learn how to dig more into the word and just get more inspiration that way. So just reach out to me. You can reach out to me. Go to uh, Carrie Myers Facebook page. You can reach out to me there. There's also a Simple Savvy Life Facebook page. You can reach out there. You can also find Simple Savvy Life Instagram and a Carrie Myers Instagram. Reach out to me on any of those platforms. I would love to hear from you and get you plugged in, help you dig into the word and tap into that future that you hope for. So I love you guys. I'm going to hop off here. I will see you in the next podcast, but be encouraged. Um, I love just talking through these things with you because it is a uh, I want you to know that as I speak, like I am talking to myself, like I 
Yeah, I'm talking to myself too. There's nobody here. But I'm talking to me, myself, my spirit, who I am. And I need to hear this and be reminded that there's more to life than just being, making things about myself. So let's, let's make it about others and love on others. So have a great day. I will see you in the next podcast.